The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's been in its new studio for two days in a row. Two consecutive days. That's a record. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Normally, you can see us at texasfootball.com or on Facebook every weekday at noon. But as we are still moving into the studios, the cameras have been lost, so we are looking for them presently. If you've seen them, please return them to us. <laughs> That's not true at all. Okay. We could technically stream right now. It would just look like a really bad show. Either yeah. way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting over there twisting and tweaking, making a sound good, celebrating hit what would have been his 90th birthday today, Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. Still still going. I'm still alive. How, how can you be sure that someone like Stanley Kubrick actually died? That's a good right. point. Did you see that? What was that movie that was about like The Shining? Room, Room 30. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was basically just like a bunch of crazy people telling me their theories about what The Shining actually meant. Yeah. Right. I found exactly like a third of that movie interesting. Right. And then the other two thirds, like I'm like, you guys have way too much time on yeah. your hands and far too many drugs. Um, anyway, hello, Mr. Kubrick. <laughs> and sitting in the jump seat today, the Stone Cold Steve Austin to my Vince McMahon, our West African Prince, uh, Ishmael beautiful. Johnson. I'm okay with that one now. Yeah. Yeah. When you come on, we just need the glass shatter. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That should be your... Max, can we make that work? I do need a sound effects system here. Yeah, we need a... a That's a, coming. A drop board. You know we what I mean? We definitely... We've talked about the number of sound effects we need, like the uh, mm-hmm. the PSA, football opinions we can trust. Yeah. That kind of There's stuff. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. not there yet. No, we're not. No. Today is Thursday, July 26, 2018. 119 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 591. 591. Fernando Tatis' played appearances as a Texas Ranger from 1997 to 1998. Fernando Tatis, Max Thompson, best known for? Uh, two Grand Slams and one inning. Two Grand Slams and one inning. Yeah. How about that? On today's show, guys, we are going to discuss the very late coaching moves that have come down in the Texas high school football world at two very prominent programs, uh, one in the Permian Basin and one in the Houston area. We'll get into that. And then back half of the show-ish, we are going to hear from the new head coach of the Buffalo Bison, Coach Brandon Houston, an interesting cat who um, was really, in many respects, uh, responsible for Rockdale's run to the title last year, now getting his first shot as a head coach. We will hear from Coach Houston. Coming up here at the back half of the show. We're still in the throes of moving in. Um, <laughs> is that the correct use of the word throws with an E? Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, we're still in the throes of moving in. There's crap all over the place. Boxes, bins, toolboxes to my right. So, Ish, you've been with the company now for um, not going, a full year yet. Is going, it? August will be a year. August will be a year, so yeah. almost a full year. Yep. So, how much crap had you brought to the office? I... Literally, I was just a box full. Like, I brought some of my credentials that I hang up. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought my diploma because I don't have an office in my apartment. So, like, I somewhere to hang that. And that's about it. I think I had a couple bobbleheads. Uh, Adam, our boss, gave me a Vince Young bobbleheads to add to my collection. But that's about it. I didn't bring that much. See, because Max and I have been here. I've been here. I was in that office for more than seven years. Yeah. And Max was in that office for three-ish? Yeah. About that? Three. So... I had a ton of crap right. in my own yeah. office, so I had a lot of space to yeah. fill. 
right? I have brought so much home because I just don't. Yeah. I think I'm just over a cluttered desk now. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't know. I, I don't know with you. I'll give it a couple months. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> well, the swag keeps coming while well, I have nowhere else to put it. Exactly. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For mine, it's just so much equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I cleaned out my desk and everything, but it's just a lot of, like, spare parts for things and studio and camera equipment and all that. Like, there are actually only, like, four personal effects. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of stuff that I'm like, well, we might need that someday for a thing. Well, like, and the new hotness now is, like, the clean look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the yeah. clean, sleek look. Right. And that's Silicon why we, like, Valley have, look. Yeah, the Silicon Valley look. That's why we have, like, the standing desks. That's why we have, like, all Which the things great, that are by the way. so clean. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan. The, the standing desk, I figure I'm, I can't do it all day. Yeah. You're yeah. a coward. Yeah. I am a coward. <laughs> yeah. We knew that. Yeah. This is episode yeah. 591. Yeah. We knew that. Yeah. Um, but I do think I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna try to go six hours standing, two hours sitting. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable expectation. Yeah, you are a coward. Are you going like to full six, I think you say six hours in standing and two hours sitting. Like, you're, like you're, you're here eight for eight hours, hours. <laughs> ever. Like, like, we do a lot of – we do more than eight hours of work a day, but there's eight hours straight here. here? Come it on. happens. It happens, but let's not act like that's anyway. the average. Yeah, well. especially in July. Like, look, there's no, there's no doubt. We all go home and end up sitting at our computers for another three plus hours every night working mm-hmm. on something. Right. But like eight hours at that desk, I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't keep this job if I had to be at that <laughs> desk for eight hours. Yeah. I don't saying. have a, I don't have a retort. <laughs> just saying. You know, normally I'm I'm very quick on the up. That's the, the, the great thing about being in this chair now with the new studio. People will see it more. When they see the actual studio and the broadcast, but it's like I can just sit here and be a fact checker. I can just talk whenever I want. Wow, language, yeah. family show. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. This is not marked. This is not marked explicit on YouTube. That's or, true. Sorry, it's iTunes. not. We can bleep it out. We never had to really bleep anything. We no. had to, I bleeped that one thing. I can't remember what it was. I, I think remember. it was after Liverpool lost a match. Probably. Or what no, if we did? What if we did like back. like Kimmel just fake censorship? Like every day had yeah. a little thing where oh, just I just random bleeps I just said like. a sentence and then you just picked different words to bleep out to make it sound like it was really bad. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah, and I could only do it to you. That's fine. Oh, that, like oh, me that. and Ish would only. Well, do I it. but I could do it too because I edit the audio first. Could oh. be could be fun. Could be fun. Could be fun. Coming soon to the podcast near you. Explosive anyway, I apologize for Max's <laughs> very insensitive language. That's My fine. goodness. It's fine. Uh, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Let's get into... Uh, two things that broke basically while I was gone. Uh, this was pre-THSCA coaching school and convention, but post-June. And we've already talked about how it's really late in the game for there to be any Texas high school football coaching changes. I think basically if it's after May 15th, it qualifies as late. That's yeah. just generally speaking. Um, because that, most people have done their spring game by then, and if it's after the spring game, then it seems pretty late. Well, we had More two. Late, we couldn't get in the magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, if it's, well, I mean, listen, we've had coaching changes come in. Like, we go to press on June one. Mm-hmm. We've had coaching changes come in on like May 29th that we got them in. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, we're we're woke to this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but we have two major July coaching changes in the state two state ranked 6a teams changing coaches one of them is arguably the most famous 
high school football job in America. Odessa Permian came open as Blake Felt left after five seasons with the Panthers. Um, a record of 38 and 18 there out there at, at Permian. He was leaving for the Midland AD job. And if you go back and you listen to. So Blake Felt is from that part of the world. And when he left, he was at Hayes. Is that right? Yeah, to go to Permian? Yeah, he was, yeah, a, yeah. He was at Buda yeah, Hayes. He was at Hayes, yeah. Um, and when he went out there, like his introductory press conferences press conference, and I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, like, I'm coming out here to die. You know? <laughs> like, this is like, I'm coming out here. And he's not old. He's not close to dying. Right, he's a, right. he's a, still a relatively young man. But he but, felt like he was home. But he's like, I'm home. This is where I belong. Yeah. And, and so he had basically, like, a dream job there at Permian, but he left for what sounds like another pretty good job, which is he's going to become Midland ISD's athletic director. Um, good gig. People per- at Permian probably aren't happy about that. The people at Permian shouldn't be happy about yeah. that. Um, I don't blame them. Um, we uh, They end up, uh, and, and considering, here's the thing that's interesting to me, is that Permian is loaded this year. He is leaving behind a team that's ready for prime time. Yeah, this wasn't a case of, uh, this is a young team, uh, it's going to be a couple years before we get back to where we want to be. Uh, let the, you know, let the, let yeah. somebody else put their stamp on this team. This is a team that's probably ready to go right this, now. This is a team that's ready. And you got Ed Williams, you got Matt Jones, you got Justin Hammond, uh, Dawson Reynolds, Tanner Adams. I mean, this is a really, really loaded team. Uh, they end up promoting um, their assistant head coach, Jeff Ellison, uh, who we talked with at THSEA Coaching School and Convention down there in San Antonio. Um, and But this is a team that we have ranked 27th in 6A. We have them winning District 2 6A. And so my question for you, Ish, Mm -hmm. is does this at all change your opinion on Permian? I mean, you mentioned the talents there. You have to... Only to kind of compensate for the growing pains that are probably going to go through Mm -hmm. because it's such a late change. Um, Ellison has to... I mean. He, he's going to say all the right things, but he has to be a little wide-eyed right now, sure. especially going in. You mentioned Permian being one of the most prominent names in the nation. A lot of people that don't know Texas high school football absolutely know Permian's name through Friday Night Lights, through their prominence, their run in the 80s as well. But you got I don't know if it changes my overall, like as far as where they'll finish, mm-hmm. but... I wouldn't be surprised if they stumble out the gate a little bit. It's going to be interesting. I think early is going to be really DeSoto, coming DeSoto up to open in, the in the opener, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, when we talked with – I talked with uh, Jeff Ellison down there in, in San Antonio, and you can tell that he wants his message to everyone, be it his team or right. the fans, to be, guys, we're going to be okay. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know how to drive. I know how to drive. <laughs> we're good. And and so he's going. It's it's really interesting to me. Um, you know, I I don't know if it necessarily changes anything, but I think you're right. It makes those early season games a lot more interesting to me. Especially because I mean, at a very baseline level, it's the kids got to get used to a new voice. Right. It's like oh, and Coach there, Ellison's yelling at me now. Right. And is there any game in the in week one where we'll, we will know less about those teams right. regardless of the result than DeSoto and Permian with two new head coaches? Right. Two new head coaches yeah. and and teams. You know, teams that again perennially and especially this year um have really high expectations and so yeah we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about those teams but it also wouldn't surprise me if we are talking about teams that are to that look totally different yeah by the time yeah. uh, they arrive uh by the way i'm looking at their schedule right now permian um DeSoto, uh then they're at el paso franklin they'll be favored but yeah going to el paso is no fun then by the way they're 
at Celtic Carol. So, who I mean, also getting, going through their own growing pains. Yeah, of their so, own, so. Uh, that's that's really interesting. Uh, I don't think Franklin made a change. I'm pretty sure they've got the same coach. But you're talking about your two openers or two your three openers having um, new coaches on both sidelines. It's going to be really interesting um, out there. But as Permian makes a change, the other one down in Houston, and this came kind of out of left field. It's not necessarily. I don't know if it's a stunner like this one, uh, like Permian was. Because I don't think it's one that we necessarily didn't see coming, mm-hmm. but the timing of it's very odd. Tom Nolan has retired at Houston Lamar. Um, Tom Nolan is the fifth winningest coach in state history. Uh, 364 and 98 is his record. Um, and another team that, look, I mean, they are, I think without a doubt, the most decorated Houston ISD team. There's no really, you know, no doubt. He was going to be in his 34th year as, um, with, uh, with the Texans. But this is a team that, again, seems pretty ready for prime time. Defense, which is always kind of the mark of a good Tom Nolan-Lamar team, looks like it's going to be pretty good with Alex Hogan and, and Kenneth Dotson on that defensive side. Um, this is a team we had ranked 31st in the Class 6A. This is a team that we had predicted um, to win District 18 6A. And so I guess kind of same question for you guys. Does this change at all your opinion on Lamar now? And this is a very different situation because, you know, for for as good of a coach as Blake Felt was, he was only there for five years. Sure, this is like the only like these guys have lived their entire life. Right, they've known and Nolan was the yeah, coach. They've known Nolan as the head coach as the staple of mm-hmm. Houston Lamar. Mm. I don't know this one. This one's a little bit different, like you mentioned, because of the longevity. But I mean, Houston Lamar has so much talent and. Typically, with a lot of older coaches, as they start to tw- go towards the end of their career, a lot of the assistants take up a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more uh, burden. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say Coach Nolan was just chilling, you know, yeah. drinking cokes on the sidelines. But <laughs> that is to mention. That is to to note that he was probably every year as he, you know, especially as he crossed the seventy mark. You know, every year he was probably given a little bit more to his defensive coordinator, a little bit more mm-hmm. to his offensive coordinator because he knew. Eventually, I'm not going to be here, and these guys got to be ready. Or if they, yeah. you know, they got to be ready to hear a new voice. And especially in my experience, I don't know you guys as well. Seeing those older coaches, you've noticed that they are the, more of a CEO, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. As far as like the grind, the drills, and the, the on-field stuff that goes to the assistants more. So, in my opinion, this one might be a little easier of a transition potentially because I think in his mind he was like, "All right, I have this year in mind." Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to this coach or whoever, to the staff. And naturally, he probably delegated a lot more than what he probably uh, felt did. I don't, I don't worry so much about them in the short term. And worry is probably the, the wrong word. But I do wonder, it, they do have such a great reputation for turning out defensive backs. That's right. the, kind of one of the little little mm-hmm. details about Houston Lamar. That, is that something that changes? You know, right. Is yeah. that something that changes? You did, not something you're going to notice this year, no. right? Um, but is it something that changes over time? You know, people at Texas think they're DBU. I mean, if you're going to make an argument for a DB high, yeah, I yeah. mean, Lamar's Lamar. in that conversation here, and that's mm-hmm. something that's been a trademark of that team. Not just great defense, but a great secondary play. Like, yeah. second yeah. and none secondary play. So that's the thing that I look at long-term. I go, is that something that they can they can continue? I don't know. Well, they promote Philip Lindsay from within to, to be their head coach for this year. And, and, you know, we saw this kind of a couple of years ago uh, at Pearland when um, – uh, who was the coach at Pearland before James Farmer? 
um, that retired who would co- coach there for thank you Tony Heath when Tony Heath reso- retired there are too many coaches in the state I know. even when the good to- ones when, we Tony, to when Tony Heath retired uh, he did that pretty much specifically so that he, James they would it would kind of force Paralyzed's hand to promote from within yeah. I wonder if that's kind of what you know with this late move I mean Tom Nolan's a savvy guy that makes yeah. me think and I don't have any inside information on that but that, that, that makes me think that's what the case is um, I will say this uh, their non district schedule. <clears throat> it's, it's yeah. Spring Westfield, yeah. At the Woodlands, yeah. At Beaumont Westbrook, yeah. Home to Hutto. I'm yeah. sorry, Hutto at Brenham. Oh, yeah. So, um, That's, thanks for that parting <laughs> gift, Tom it's, Nolan. It's a fun mix. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, with all due respect to teams like Heights and and, and Houston Westside, like they have to do that. They have to challenge themselves in non district because they're going to roll through district. Yeah. They're going to yeah. win the district. Yeah. Because they're just better than than that district, and so that makes me. It, I'm very interested to see you know how they come out of the gates there um, for the Texans. So two big coaching changes. We're working on getting our coaching changes pages up on the new TexasFootball.com. It's coming up, but uh, make sure you uh, stay tuned uh, for all the latest coaching moves. Because uh, if the last couple of weeks are any any indication, we've got like ten more coaching moves that are going <laughs> to come down like this weekend. So. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting. All across the Lone Star State, please become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's not very much money for a lot of content, and it makes Max very happy, and he'll quit yelling at me. It won't change anything, actually. You're not helping. This is actually that's a, okay. That's a terrible pitch. And how about this? If you subscribe, Max will yell at me more. No, nah, that's probably a better. I'm not trying to yell at you. I just don't have a choice. Yeah. We did a number of coaching interviews, 55 of them down there at THSEA Coaching School and Convention. One of the guys that Matt Stepp caught up with is the new head coach of the Buffalo Bison. Coach Brandon Houston moving from his offensive coordinator spot at the 3A Division Two Division One state champion Rockdale. Um, they kept the V lit. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Buffalo coach Brandon Houston here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention in beautiful San Antonio. Here with the new head coach of the Buffalo Bison, Coach Brandon Houston. And, uh, Coach, I know you're very busy these days. Appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's an honor to be, to be sitting here next to you. Oh, I don't know about all that. Now, we, uh, we tried to do this at the Lorena 7-on-7 a few weeks ago. Uh, didn't quite work out due to uh, me being an idiot and forgetting my camera. And then the wind, the Central Texas wind just didn't cooperate that day. So we, we figured we had to bring you on, talk a little, talk a little bit about the bison and uh, the upcoming season and just kind of what's been going on in your world. You've been trying to hire a staff and, and move and everything it's, else. You've got a lot going on, don't you? It has been a very uh, whirlwind of a, of a summer. We didn't actually get to take a vacation just with all the things going on, which is probably good because I think there's a rule that when you buy a new house, your wife is allowed to buy all new furniture and all. So, um, okay, yeah, yeah, I could have taken a really nice vacation for all the things apparently we have to buy when you get a new house. But uh, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, we know. I guess so. We now we know who, who's uh, who's in charge at, at the Houston. Oh, household. well, there's never any never any <laughs> doubt on that. No. Uh, Obviously, you know, congratulations on, on, on getting the gig at Buffalo. It's a, it's a, you know, I think it's it's a really underrated job. I mean, you look at on paper, you know, ten and two last year, seventeen starters back. Um, the pressure's on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know you uh, 
it may be easier to go in and take over for a program that's maybe coming off of a one and nine, uh, but they've had two really good seasons back to back, and uh, the core of those uh, of that group responsible is still still dressing in that field house. So it's good that we've got mm-hmm. some guys a lot of experience and they know a little bit about how to win. But yeah, you're right. It's a little bit. Uh, we got to win at least 11, I guess. So. <laughs> Boy, I mean, we're setting the bar pretty high. But, you know, I guess the old saying is a lot of times you don't want your first job to be your last job. And I know you've had some opportunities. You've been, you've been in a, a lot of great places. What was it about Buffalo that really attracted you to the job when it came up? Because you were at a great place. In, I mean, if people don't know this, you were, the off, you were the offensive coordinator for a state champion at Rockdale last year. I mean, uh, I can't say enough good things about, uh, you know, Rockdale. And uh, Coach Jeff Miller and, and – uh, guys there i mean we always say the rock is a special place so um, for me to really want you know to to leave there it was going to take something very special i cannot say enough about the community of buffalo the uh, people there are just first class all the way they've welcomed me and my family with open arms and uh, we are excited it's almost like we've been living there all our life and so um i I'm from a small town, and uh, but you know Buffalo's a small town, and it just it feels like home, and we're super excited to be there. Cannot wait for August 6th to get here. All right, now looking ahead to 2018, you, you do bring back a veteran squad. I know you're you're gonna you made, you're making some changes. You're gonna put your own stamp on things a little bit. How do you balance putting your own stamp on things with keeping what's been successful? Because obviously they've done some good things, and you you want to keep that rolling. How do you kind of put balance the two? Well, we kind of are taking a similar approach. You know, when I went to Rockdale, they had been very successful. And there were just a few things in how we practiced. Uh, obviously, some of the, you know, the schemes are a little bit different. But we just said, what can we do to push this to the next level? So we really have been, um, you know, our staff's been meeting a little bit about how we're going to practice and some of those core drills and things that we want to do. And we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but we want to make sure that uh, it's nice and smooth. So we're not going to do great, uh, massive changes from if you watch them play uh, in years past. But believe me, when you open up the hood, it's going to be a lot different underneath there. I was going to say, when Bison fans, you know, August 31st comes around and you're playing that season opener, will the fans be able to see a lot of differences? Or is there going to be more you know, little things that you're, that you're kind of tweaking from a, from a real X's and O's standpoint? From a personality standpoint as well. So, I mean, the, 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 you know, we're, we're already looking at ways. I'm, I'm a big believer in trying to you know, get as many kids in, involved as you can. Um, and so there will be more kids involved. You know, it's not going to be the same you know, 11 that play offense. You're going to go try and play defense, even at the small school. Um, but there will be some – we'll probably – their quarterback's going to have a lot more on his plate. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you watched – um, the Rockdale game, you know, we obviously had a very special kid. He was he was a good player. Uh, he was a good but, player. Um, you know, we're going to do that exact same system. And um, now if we can just get our quarterback to uh, execute it at that level. And, I, and he's a good one. Yeah. I, I think uh, very highly of him. I think he's uh, uh, definitely a Division two FCS type uh, of an athlete. So Which we, at the 3A Division two level, you can win a lot of ball games we with hope a kid so. like that, right? We really, really hope so. Now, uh, you know, people know this. You, you are uh, involved in the state seven on seven board as well. Um, you know, the seven on seven state tournament was recently just just wrapped up. It was a great tournament for us. We had a great time covering it. Uh, overall, you know, kind of, have y'all done a post mortem yet on, on evaluating the seven on seven season and how that went? Not not anything official. Our next big meeting won't be until um, December. But just from some of the feedback we've gotten, either through uh, phone calls or emails, 
and on some of the social media. I think the Division Three was a really that was kind of a trial period this year. I think that was a real big success. Yep, I agree. I, th- I think it was great. Um, I mean, and you're at a, you're at a school that would play in Division Three, right, so that's right. a, you know, so yeah. I have a, lot, a different opinion of that Division Three now, that, <laughs> but so we, obviously with uh, Veterans Park is always expanding, and uh, you know there's there there will be talk down the road about is it feasible, is it logical to expand the state tournament? I mean, I know you know we give up a lot of time and uh, energy to do that, but mm-hmm. it's it's about promoting the game of football and and helping Texas high school football players. So um, we're, we're just hoping to keep, you know, keep, keep that train rolling, right? Well, I, I think we all, you know, the elephant in the room, you know, why we have seven-on-seven seven and why we try as uh, high school football coaches to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And we feel like as an organization we're doing um, as much as we can within the, the guidelines set forth to try to keep, to keep it pure, so to speak. Understood, yep. Now, uh, THSCA convention, I mean, it's the schedule changed a little bit this year. We're starting on Sunday, and the number, I mean, just looking at the, the convention hall, it's very busy, very active on this first day. Um, what do you think, you know, TH, for you, when you, if you were to talk to a young coach, what would you, what would you tell them about THSCA and why it's important to be involved in the Coaches Association? Well, first, I think our organization is what makes Texas high school football one of the best in the nation. It's not just our... Uh, the, the kids that we have and our athletes or the coaches, but the organization. Coach Rutledge and Coach Martin have done just a tremendous job from a leadership standpoint. So I tell people, get involved. Get your families involved. THSCA convention is a family-friendly event, um, and we spend so much time uh, you know, coaching that we need to have our families involved. And this is a – the Wives Association is a great – uh, great event you know my wife is, is doing a bunch of those things right now so i like the idea of moving things to sunday moving regional meetings to monday to get more people in attendance at the regional meetings i think that's a great idea it max and i noticed all you know that that we've seen a lot more wives out here this year it seems like the numbers are getting better so we've, we've noticed that as well so definitely thsc you can tell they've, they've made an effort to not it's not just a football event but like you said mm-hmm. it's a family event and um, there's, there's the certifications are this are this week as well as well. That, that's a nice right. thing to get knocked out as well. I, I've got a few knocked out this morning or early this afternoon. So that's good. Got, got something done. You got, yeah. got some things accomplished. It was, produ- right? it was productive day. Yes. There you go. All right, we're going to make it even more productive now, Coach, because you're going to get to spin the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. We got some hard hitting questions here for you. So, as you can see, here's the board, Coach Houston. I want you to give that thing a whirl, and uh, whatever question it lands on, you got to answer it truthfully. All right. This is a we we have to erase this question. This is we've got this one a few times. Tell us about your first paid coaching gig. Where were you at? What'd you coach? Did you have to do any crazy duties? My first coaching job was uh, 1996 at Ector Junior High in Odessa, Texas. Okay. That was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade job. That was Randy Quisenberry just taking over that spring at Odessa High. Okay. And a guy by the name of Rocky Jones, um, I was roommates with his two of his brothers. Um, the Jones brothers are both at Alito now. Anyway, Rocky was the O-line coach for Coach Quisenberry. And Coach Quisenberry needed young coaches, and Rocky convinced him to uh, take, a, take a waiver on me. And so out, out we went to Odessa. Now, you're a Central Texas guy by trade. Had, had you ever been to Odessa before? I had not. My only <laughs> connection to Odessa was uh, – 
in college, one of my roommates was Mike Winchell, who okay. was the quarterback on the, the Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights quarterback. Yeah. Yes. So when you got to Odessa, it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience. The lack of trees and grass. I will today. say this. When you <laughs> get to Odessa, it is an unbelievable place to live. It is a great place to coach. It is. Um, one of the most – I spent two years out there. It was – people are just the nicest people you ever want to meet from West Texas. The problem we had was it was in West Texas. Yeah, it's a long way away. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I loved it. Now, I, I'll never go back there again, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Still love it. <laughs> did you um, did you have to mark the field with gasoline or anything like that? No, no. That, we we did have the sprinkler system. That was the old pipe system. And so you had to, we had to move pipe. You would just oh. kind of like a you know like a Lego system. You would unscrew it here and wheel it over here. And we did have to do that. That doesn't I, sound like much fun, does it? It, was, it wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> did you coach any other sports besides football? Did you coach? Uh, oh yeah, we uh, out there. You did uh, did a little seventh grade basketball and then track and of course everybody. That coaches in Odessa is going to coach spring football. So, uh, coach, what kind of what, what was your style of basketball, coach? Were you were you a press and run and gun coach in basketball? No, we had uh, two two uh, offenses. We had you know we had motion. Everybody in America runs motion, pass and cut, and they were in man. We were going to pass and cut, and then we had we had a zone offense. Don't get me to draw it up, but we had two offenses. If you played us in man, or if you played us in zone, and I figure. I could drop all these great plays, and we were going to go in there and brick the layup anyway. So <laughs> let's just focus on some, some fundamentals. But there I will say this. I think everybody needs to go coach a little seventh-grade basketball. It keeps you humble, but it does keep you uh, focused on uh, the fundamentals of all your sports. Oddly enough, when I was uh, the OC at Lorena, that was my second sport. I was the seventh-grade basketball coach. Well, and, you know, coaching in junior high, it's really – you know, coaching as a kid business, and you, you got the relationships and building relationships. You know, it starts. You got to build those no relationships doubt. at the junior high, right? No doubt. Now I do remember when those when those kids would come to the high school and we'd start doing drills. You know, football drills, and they'd look at me and go, "Coach, this seems oddly familiar to what we would do in basketball practice." Hey, what, if it works, right? <laughs> coach, appreciate your time, and uh, always appreciate what you do for hey, student athletes. Thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. There he is, Brandon Houston, new head coach, Buffalo Bison. Uh, the I, I love Coach Houston. He's always been very integral in helping out with 7-on-7 seven seven and stuff like that. Um, Does a great job. I will say this, though. It makes me very sad that they will no longer run the bone and shoot. Yeah. That's the only thing yeah. that makes well, me Maybe sad. he'll bring back a wrinkle or two. Yeah. Coach Houston, he's, he's a fascinating guy. He's he like really, really tied into the system. He's a huge part of the 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, tournament every year. Uh Really interesting guy, fun guy. You, you guys talked about the story about keeping the V-Lit while we were at yes. THSCA. <laughs> he told us that. That was great. Uh, just unbelievable. Really lively guy. Like, yeah. yeah, super I'm, fun guy. I can't yeah. wait to see a program under, with his stamp on it. Yeah. Like, that's going to be really yeah. interesting. Like energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of energy in the right, program. Right, right. He's yeah. going to be really – he's really – he's uh, – of all the coaches he's uh, that I've met this weekend, because, you know, being here for a year mm-hmm. – a lot of names come by, a lot yeah. of handshakes, but he's definitely one of them. Like, yeah. He's easy to remember. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Right. So we appreciate Brandon Houston for stopping by with us. That is going to do it for us. Thank you, Max Thompson. Sure. I'm trying to do a new <laughs> thing because we're going to have Ishmael here. And here I am doing my thing. Thank you, Max. Okay. Just thank you, Ish. Down. Thanks, Greg. And thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday fun on Texas football today. <laughs>